Listen and subscribe to the GrowthCraft Startup Community Podcast on all the major podcast players, including iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and everywhere where podcasts are available. And leave a five-star review if you like it. We need those reviews to grow the show, and it's the easiest way to help us grow the show that you can do right now. So head on over to iTunes, head on over to Google Podcasts or Spotify, and leave a five-star review for the GrowthCraft Startup Community Podcast. And tell all of your friends who are entrepreneurs to take a listen. And thanks. Hello, everyone. My name is Hassan Sorrells, and this is Tom Libby. Welcome back, everyone. And you are listening today uh, to the GrowthCraft Podcast. The GrowthCraft Podcast is designed with the startup founder in mind. This podcast is committed to growing your connections as listeners and fans with our GrowthCraft advisors, to increasing your engagement with the GrowthCraft community, and to growing your knowledge about all of the benefits that GrowthCraft can provide for your startup project today. We can't wait to bring you along on our journey. Now, here on the podcast, we interview startup founders, advisors, and others about their journey, their process, and of course, the path that they are on to making their dreams, uh, however large or small, come true. And today, I'd like to welcome to the podcast, Christian Fernandez. How are you doing, Christian? Uh, doing great. Excited to be here with the uh, GrowthCraft community. Uh, you guys have been nothing but great to me, so really excited to, to get the show on the road. Oh, keep slathering it on. So <laughs> we will take all compliments. Uh, we are not ashamed at all. We are shameless uh, when it comes to that. Um, but before we get into all the complimenting and the back scratching and the back slapping and all that kind of good stuff, uh, Christian, why don't you tell our listeners today, what is it that you do exactly? Yeah, so I'm the uh, CEO and founder of a uh, prop tech company. It's a uh, a uh, small rental platform that helps connect uh, tenants to you know beautiful homes uh, here in the Boston area. And we do it in a time efficient manner. Uh, we try to schedule things accordingly, help them with the application process. Uh, we get the show on the road and help people find great, great homes. Now, I'm going to ask a follow-up question, as I usually do. Uh, I am in uh, involved in real estate projects in my local area, um, and I... I entered the real estate market recently um, at an auspicious time in America when the uh, the cost of an apartment rental in any major city of the United States, uh, the, the, the per month rent has pretty much topped out. Like we put the ceiling in most metropolitan areas of per month rents. Um, but then the gap between that ceiling of per month rents and getting into a house, which is the American ideal, not necessarily dream, but the ideal, that gap is is further and further apart and, and growing all the time. Now, I'm not asking you to address that, but my follow-up question is, how does your platform help renters sort of navigate hitting that ceiling and, and maybe, you know, if they want to stay in an apartment, going someplace else, like how does it really sort of nav help them navigate that environment? Because there's a lot of anxiety um, with renters in major cities right now in the United States. Yeah, so the leasing process, I mean, is in, it's, it's incredibly intricate. 
I mean, you have so many different variables, so many different parties that are involved. Uh, and just a general coordination of you as a consumer being able to enter, uh, to even visualize where it is that your next home may be, uh, it's incredibly challenging. So having a platform that uh, can connect all the dots, help you connect with the landlords, help you connect with the existing tenant, uh, be able to sort of facilitate that entire process, and then also give you uh, a space where you can submit all of your application documents and all of that sensitive information in a timely manner uh, is an incredibly powerful tool. It's incredibly effective. Um, as far as it goes with the rent ceilings and uh, the amount that people have had to pay, uh, I mean, Boston has been an atrocious market for prospective uh, renters. I mean, uh, in the last two years, I have never seen a market that is so high in demand. It's an incredibly um, competitive market where you, I, I mean, for the first time uh, in my entire time being a broker or working in real estate, and I've been in the marketplace for over six years, um, I saw renters actually competing and bidding um, on you know, their applications to actually have their deals accepted. Um, and having a platform like Nobi where uh, you have all the insights of all of these different uh, rentals that are being transacted, uh, you have the ability to really speak with people who are seasoned within the marketplace and can, you know, help you genuinely understand the kind of competition that some of this inventory may or may not have. Um, and those are some of the small things that we do uh, to, you know, help people really uh, settle in that that new home. It's 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 an incredibly challenging process. So so Christian, I, I you and I have talked several times at this point. So I'm gonna <clears throat> I'm gonna try not to give you softballs here, right? Because I I know I can ask <laughs> you some, hard, some hard, some hard Oh 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 oh. He so hard <laughs> well, well and, and for our, our for our audience uh, and our listeners' purposes, let me just explain one small detail that I know uh, and Christian will agree with me and why he keeps saying Boston is a hot market for this. Boston, the city of Boston, Boston proper, uh, in its population is only somewhere around six, somewhere between six and 700,000 people. It's a smaller city when school's not in session. But when school is in, in session, that number doubles easily and then some. It usually goes up to somewhere around 1.5 to 1.6 million people. So the demand, the real demand for what you're talking about comes out of this uh this burn and churn kind of feeling that we get in Boston with apartments kind of coming up on the market, down on the market, coming and going and so on and so forth. So with that kind of tumultuousness, what made you think I have to get involved in this? Like what was the thought process that you're thinking I'd like to try to solve this problem that a million people come and go every year that, that, that I think that I want to, I want to attract and entertain. And I think that this might be fun to try to, to try to solve a problem that, that's going to happen year over year over year over year because that's the nature of the business, right? Yeah, and it's it's a it's a great question, um, and I couldn't agree more. I mean, the second that the consulates in Asia uh, open and people start, you know, receiving their visas, I I I mean, it's it's all hands on deck. Uh, the volume is absolutely insane. Uh, the number of people that are actively reaching out uh, is through the roof. And you know, it was my own experience. I mean, navigating the rental process internally here in the city was a nightmare. Um, you go on countless of platforms and all, you know, you get either if you do get a response and you're lucky, you know, the the response nine times out of 10 is that all oh, this place is already rented or it's not available anymore or I have another option available for you. Um, you know, bait and switch tactics that are implemented by a lot of different real estate offices um, just create a very shady environment. And I just wanted to 
create a platform where, you know, there was some sense of integrity. Um, you know, we try to only advertise the properties that are available. If it's on there is because it genuinely is available and we update it every hour for any inventory that's going off the market. Um, and I was just tired of not getting helped. And, you know, if you really think about the psychology of, you know, not having a home uh, in the next couple of months and how um, frantic that can make certain people and uh, it can make you uh, very irrational and, you know, you won't do rational things as we know, right? Through Maslow's hierarchy of needs, nothing in <laughs> yeah. life can exist and be perfect if you don't have a beautiful, comfortable, warm home. And that prevents you from being the best person that you can be. And that sense of insecurity is something that I resonate with, especially with my upbringing um, and being from East New York and seeing uh, all of the poverty and all of the people who were actively uh, navigating that process and didn't have the ability to access housing. And, you know, that really hits home to me. So creating an environment where I can make housing more accessible, I can eliminate some of these barriers, I can get people into these beautiful homes so that they have an opportunity to actually be the best person that they can be to introduce the most amount of impact that they can introduce into society is what I stand for. So, you know, having, having that legacy and trying to create that legacy um, is what we're trying to create with Nobi. And hopefully, you know, our, our mission comes true someday. That is some massively big picture stuff there, Christian. I love it. I love it. Well, you know, one of the things that I've said for many years, you talk about being a broker um, for the last six years. And like I mentioned, you know, just previously, I, you know, I recently just got my real estate license because I was convinced that real estate infrastructure and energy um, are the three biggest problems that entrepreneurs are are actively not solving right now. And I would love to take the entrepreneur that's building a cool app to solve some, not to knock Tom's area, but solving some marketing problem that doesn't need to be solved <laughs> and could take their genius and go solve it in the real estate market or in the infrastructure space, um, particularly in the infrastructure space. I mean, my God, um, or in the energy space. Because if, if, if as a country not just Boston, but as a country, if we can get our arms around infrastructure, if we can get our arms around energy, and if we can get our arms around real estate um, with very, very smart people like yourself who are, you know, 20 years younger than me, um, we can uh, we can maybe make some real headway in this country and maybe solve some real problems. Because you're right, getting on that first rung allows people to, to advance and really um, engage in, quite frankly, property ownership, which is the only way that people build real wealth um, at all just in, in any kind of meaningful way. Um, so with all that, I just sort of, yeah, that was my soliloquy. So <laughs> I'm going to ask you a hard question now. <laughs> so um, describe for us um, a little bit about your background and sort of how you came to this. You, you mentioned growing up poor in East New York. Um, you know, I'm not asking you to go back all the way to, you know, when you were, you know, as the joke was from Steve Martin in the jerk, I was once a poor black child in Alabama. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I'm the only one who can say this on this podcast. And that's why Tom is laughing. Now you all can't, y'all can't hear it on the audio, but Tom is now cracking up uh, silently and staring at me. So you'll see it on the video when you watch the, the episode here, but I'm not asking you to go back all the way to that. I'm not asking you to go back to Steve Martin in the jerk, but you know, give us a little bit of your background. Tell us a little bit, you know, why you wanted to do this uh, beyond just, Hey, I saw a spot in the market that I thought I could fix. 
Join the GrowthCraft startup community online via Zoom each first Tuesday of the month at 4.30 p.m. Eastern Time for Expert Tuesdays. With Expert Tuesdays, you'll hear from one of our top-notch expert advisors and thought leaders in an informative workshop or presentation focusing on a topic important to emerging and growing companies. From sales and marketing to storytelling and leadership, in this hour-long monthly session, you will be able to connect with the GrowthCraft community, advisors, founders, and others. And you'll learn entrepreneurship skills you can apply to your startup project uh, right now. Check out the links to the GrowthCraft website to join us on Expert Tuesdays in the show notes below the podcast player you're listening to right now. And thanks. Yeah, I mean, that's a great question again. Um, no, it's like, I, I, I feel like I've been incredibly uh, fortunate. I feel like I've been given so many opportunities. Um, I've been incredibly lucky to receive so much help from so many people around me. And I've always walked through life feeling like I've been given the Willy Wonka golden ticket. You know, I was an inner city kid. Um, I didn't necessarily have the financial means to access all of the resources that I did, but people believed in me and they gave me the opportunity. Um, you know, I, I ended up attending an incredible uh, boarding school. It's called the Kiski School out in Pennsylvania. If you haven't heard of it, you guys should send your kids there because it's, uh, it's going to change their lives forever. It changed mine. Um, but being able to immerse myself in so many different cultures gave me, um, it just gave me insights that I, I would have never imagined, right? Uh, everybody grows up with a very unique background. They have a very unique perspective on life. Um, everybody has, um, you know, what, what I thought was challenging for myself or may have not necessarily been a huge challenge for myself is actually someone's worst nightmare, right? So they may not necessarily be able to uh, go about life in that manner, just being impacted by whatever it is that's, you know, preventing them from getting sleep. And for me, it might not be as big of a problem because, you know, I had bigger issues to deal with, but that might have been the biggest problem that they had to deal with. Um, but, you know, I when I when it came down to really thinking about it and understanding like the impact that I could potentially have um, on in everybody's life by just creating a roof over their heads, uh, I knew that that would be something that's far more meaningful and if we start getting into the nitty gritty and we start thinking about what my long-term, long-term goals are, you know, I want to build housing, you know, creating that shelter is something that's going to last a lot, lot longer than I will. Um, you know, I'll be here for the next 200, 300 years, and I would have been able to house that many more people. Um, so, you know, really thinking about that and having that in mind and knowing that I walk, uh, you know, and exist in this life because of the bridge that people built before me. Uh, is an incredibly humbling experience. And it pushes me every single day to get out of bed and to make a difference and to really fight for the things that I believe, because I know that it's the only way that I'll actually create change. And, you know, taking action is what's going to create change. So I always try to encourage everyone to pursue those ideas and to pursue their, their endeavors, especially when they have the privilege to do so. Um, and it's funny because today I ended up uh, talking in front of a bunch of Brandeis students uh, for a course on entrepreneurship. So it's really hitting me in the heart, you know, even the question that you're asking, because uh, sometimes people don't recognize that privilege. And, you know, that's probably the best opportunity to go out on a venture and to do anything that's going to be uh, significantly impactful. And the network is probably at its strongest uh, when you're in those prime college years and you're in your youth. So um, I don't, I, I might've gone on a tangent, Hassan, I'm really sorry. <laughs> 
Uh, but that's what happens with hard questions, you know. You uh, you fill you fill in the details no, with, uh, no, with apo no apologies necessary. But I will point out the fact that the movie and I were very happy that you used a movie reference in the beginning of your statement. That's so, right. Yes, <laughs> we're, very, we're big big movie guys. So let let me ask you. Uh, so let, let let's bring it let's bring it back a little bit. Let's bring it back yeah. to to why we're here today. Um, in the in the sense of so so I'm a consumer and I'm looking at a rent. I'm looking for a rental property. And I go on to Google the magical ball of knowledge that we all love and, and hate at the same time. I think that dynamic we could talk about later, Asan. That's another whole podcast. That's a whole other thing over there. Google love it, love it and hate it at the same time. Anyway, um, so I go in there. And I'm like, I, apartments for rent in X city, whatever. And there's 27 different platforms that pop up. Why am I choosing yours? What What makes me drive to your platform versus the 15 others? And by the way, some of them are way bigger than you right like i'm not going to name names because i don't want people going running and finding them i want them using nobi but the, <laughs> the point is that there's some platforms out there that are much larger than yours they got huge huge marketing budgets but why am i picking yours yeah i mean the quick answer to that is we we know that it's expensive housing is incredibly pricey and we're one of the only platforms that actually give the consumer financial incentives to want to even work with us and the reason why we can do that is because of the, you know, the technology that we're able to implement on the back end to be able to introduce different degrees of automation uh, that help make the process a lot more seamless. Um, but that is the main attractor for a lot of the customers for marketplaces where, you know, the broker fee may not necessarily be on the tenants. Um, you know, it's, it's not going to be impacting their wallet. Uh, the landlord is the one that's really footing the bill because this service uh, of facilitating and connecting the, the the dots between a landlord and the tenant uh, is offered across the entire country. So the value proposition really changes in the sense that now you have landlords that are able uh, to work with tenants and then also uh, add value in the sense that now they have maybe a little a couple of extra hundred dollars to pay towards those renovation projects that they had in mind. Uh, they're not as financially constrained. Um, but that's that's you know that's the short story of it. You know, that on top of a seamless customer experience, helping them, you know, navigate that showing process. We're big on marketing that, but it's a lot of the financial incentives that they're receiving that really helps attract at least that huge influx of, uh, of volume and signups and people that we're actively helping. The true sense of the American way, right? Money motivates. <laughs> <laughs> That's very much so motivate. <laughs> well, let's let's talk about that customer experience. So um, if I'm picking your platform, yeah. <clears throat> I'm coming. I'm I'm looking for an apartment in Boston. Um, I'm a mid-career professional. Um, let's say I'm making I don't know what's comfortable in Boston two hundred fifty thousand a year. Um, that's probably comfortable for Boston. A quarter million dollars. Yeah, a quarter million dollars. It's fine. It's just a quarter million. Um, that's probably I'm, slightly above comfortable, but that, that's okay. That's <laughs> okay. I wanted, to, I wanted to, you know, be relatable. I'm trying to be relatable to the people, Tom. Relatable. Um, <laughs> um, but I'm coming into Boston. I'm looking for an apartment. I pick your platform. What happens next? Yeah, so that's uh, that's awesome. So, you know, we have a mobile app. And the thing is, is that, what I noticed at a very early on, especially during my own search experience, mm -hmm. is that I had to do a lot of explaining as a customer. I would have to jump on the phone, have to feed the agent the same dialogue. Everybody's calling me, oh, what it is that you're searching for? What are you looking for? What are you looking for? And I found myself in this endless cycle of having to repeat myself. With Nobi, you actually don't have to talk to anyone if you don't want to. You know, you have a mobile app. 
you see all the inventory, you have all the property information, everything that the agent needs to know is asked to you in a very simple form. It's a Google form that pops up. You fill out a couple of questions, you know, it's the basic screening practices, asking you about your credit history, your income, um, and the neighborhoods that you're interested in. Once we have that information, you know, the person who's on the back end, the affiliate broker partner can actually navigate and understand and use the data that's even collected from there to paint a narrative or understand exactly what you're searching for as a consumer. And when I got, when I jump on the phone and I'm talking to Hassan who's searching in Boston, making a quarter of a million dollars, I can say, Hey, Hassan, I noticed that you're searching in all these neighborhoods and you had these showings that you were interested in seeing. Uh, I actually went ahead and scheduled those for you. And I gave you access to these additional seven or eight properties, which are actually, actually home runs for what it is that you're looking for. Some of these might, you know, save you on your moving costs. Some of these have heat and hot water included. You know, I can hit the nail on the head with all of the different things that I know are going to motivate you to actually want to find that home. And that in turn is going to boost your confidence as a consumer because you're going to know that I'm actively analyzing and understanding what it is that you're looking for as a customer. And I'm not sitting here wasting your time asking you, what are you interested in? Or did you like any of the properties that I sent you? No, it's Hassan. I found you these amazing units. This is what you have access to. This is what it's going to be able to do for you. This is how much you're going to be able to save. Um, if you're really interested in renting a place, these are the best options for you. And we're here to help you, you know, navigate yeah. that process quickly. Yeah, you're taking some of that friction that's through the friction out of the process. Yeah. And when it comes to applying, you know, it's very transparent. It's, it's right there. You can jump on the platform, click apply for any unit that's on the market, and you can see very quickly exactly what it is that they're going to be asking you for. Because nationally, guess what doesn't change? The customer persona. Mm -hmm. And if the customer personas aren't changing nationally, mm -hmm. we can standardize. Mm -hmm. And if we understand who our customer is, because we know exactly what who they are, we know exactly what kind of information they're going to have to submit. And every single customer that jumps onto the platform uh, has that understanding because it's available to you by clicking a couple of mouse buttons. You know, you'll see very quickly exactly what it is that we're going to ask you for and why. And if you have any questions, the first person you talk to on the phone, you ask them. Yep. Yep. So, so Christian, let, let's, let's go back to the beginning of this podcast because you started to go down <laughs> a path about, what what your thoughts were about growth craft, right? So yes. and that's kind of kind of why why Hasan and I do this because you know really we're just looking for marketing clips and we're pulling you know the great things out of people that we're going to use elsewhere. No, <laughs> excellent. <laughs> but in all fairness, if, for our listeners, give us a synopsis of what you're like. What do you think about growth? How did you give us your overall sense and and then and then maybe a little bit of detail? What you like? What you what you enjoyed about Growthcraft? How you found it? Like that kind of stuff. Give us some sense of what your feelings about Growthcraft are. Join us online via Zoom at the Growthcraft Startup Community Founders Forum each third Tuesday of the month at 4:30 p.m. Eastern Time. Look, advisors and founders, we're we're all in this together. Building relationships with your peers and entrepreneurship is just as important as connecting with experts and advisors. Each month, every third Thursday, we'll meet online via Zoom to share ideas, get support, support each other, and talk about universal issues that nearly all startups share. We'll celebrate our victories, chat about challenges, and then break out into small groups to address a timely topic of interest. It's a great way to meet like-minded entrepreneurs. Check out the links to the third Tuesday events on the Growthcraft website 
and join us at the Growthcraft Startup Community Founders Forum in the show notes below the podcast player you're listening to right now. Yeah, I mean, you know, the, the hands down, the most important thing to me is integrity and transparency. And, you know, when I jumped onto the platform for the first time and I was interacting with JP, who I'm sure that, you know, the listeners of the active listeners, hope, hopefully have had a chance to talk to JP. Um, you know, those were some of the characteristics that uh, he symbolized. And when I jumped onto the platform, it was like the first day, you know, I wanted some advice on something. And it was actually you, Heysan, that I called. And you were so quick to just share your phone number with me, get me on the phone. Uh, answer all of these hard questions for me and just have no expectations of receiving anything in return. It was very selfless. It was advice. It was genuine. And it came from a level of understanding that uh, I hadn't necessarily experienced amongst other communities because the world tends to be very transactional. Mm -hmm. It's like you have to give something and then you receive something and there always has to be some sort of exchange. And that always feels like you're left in this endless cycle of actually owing people something. Uh, and it doesn't, it, it doesn't feel good. And, you know, what I noticed very, very early on is how much value you guys are just giving the community, giving the audience. You guys are incredibly passionate about what it is that you do. Nobody's obligating you guys to do any of the things that you do. And you're here every single day interacting with young founders like myself, uh, opening your entire lives in terms of the experience, the history, the knowledge, the things that you know, uh, and you guys are just openly and ready uh, to just help me navigate whatever problems I choose to disclose. Not everybody's going to be as open of a book as I am, but you know it comes back to understanding that you know, hey, son had a very different upbringing. Tom had a very different upbringing. Your approach to my problems might be completely different. And if I sat back and I just took a second to really um, listen and analyze and understand, you know, these unique perspectives and how you guys would address these issues. When I decide that I want to address that issue or I have a solution, my solution is going to be 10 times better because of the influence that I had from all of those years of knowledge. And that's what I wholeheartedly appreciate about the growth craft community. I mean, it's if you haven't, I mean, if these listeners are out there and they're not a part of the community yet, I mean, it's an so it's, it's just a huge mistake. Um, just some incredible talent and just people that are just ready to help. And the guys, they did not pay me for this. Yeah. <laughs> Christian we're took gonna... my line. I was going to say that. <laughs> I, I did we're not gonna, get paid. Gonna... This, is, <laughs> this, this is not a paid advertisement. Well, <laughs> Chiron going across the bottom of the screen. Yeah. <laughs> later. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll make sure you uh, make sure to drop off the. Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> no, no, no. That was that was great. And you know, I I had had like you said, I'd had initial interaction with you and, and answered some tough questions that you had about uh, a little bit of a, a little bit of a, a bind you were in, right? Um, and we're not going to get into specifics, but a little bit of a bind that you were in, trying to make a make a difficult decision, and just you know, helping you clarify your thinking was was what I was trying to do as an advisor in that moment. Um, and, and, and honestly, you know, the best way to help you clarify your thinking is to, is to sometimes ask questions and sort of allow you to walk through a process on your own to get to a conclusion, um, that quite frankly, I'm agnostic about you getting to, you know, you could go anywhere you want, it's up to you. Um, but these are, these are your options. And so 
that's how I tend to approach advising with um, with folks. And I uh, I do believe that Tom uh, kind of approaches it in exactly the same way. Yeah. And Tom's my real estate guy. You know, yeah. the market. <laughs> um, so I could talk about real estate all day. I could talk about the platform all day. Um, we could we could chop up the cheddar a little bit more. Um, but we're getting close to uh, to uh, to the end of our time together. So we always ask this question: um, What would you like to promote today, if anything? And how do people check you out? How do people find you know your platform? Where are all the ways that uh, that people can get a hold of you? Yeah, so I'm active on LinkedIn, so people can always reach out to me on LinkedIn. Um, you know, the first thing that I would say in terms of takeaways, um, you know, growth craft community, probably number one. If you haven't done that and you're looking for some sort of guidance, mentorship, hop on that. Um, if you're looking for any real estate advice or you want to pick my brain about the platform, uh, you can either jump on rentnobi.com or you can reach out to me at Christian at rentnobi.com. Uh, and I'm more than happy to connect. But, you know, the one message that I do want to really convey is that if you're an inspiring entrepreneur and you're young and you're still in school and you're in college, any of the above, graduate school, getting a Ph.D., start today. I mean, that comfort, that luxury that you have within school, the network, the professors, the people that are all around you, uh, it's an incredible opportunity that a lot of people fail to take advantage of. And I am sure that if you're a sophomore in college or a junior in college and you're interested in learning about, you know, the motions of entrepreneurship, Growthcraft is going to have open doors for you. They're going to have open doors for you to enter the community, understand what it takes to actually have a business, because it's an incredibly tough journey. Being an entrepreneur is not easy. Um, so, you know, I really recommend that you get started today and do the one thing that I uh, didn't do very early on is sell your product on wireframes. You know, that's the last, that's the last piece of advice. Sell your product on wireframes. Spoken like a, spoken like a true. You'll be very, very surprised of what it is that people are going to say about your product. So spoken sell like a true tech starter. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, uh, I, I think that's it for me, Hassan. I think that's all the, uh, the feedback I have for today. But if I got invited again, I'd be happy to join. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Well, we will have links to all the places where you can find Christian um, and all of the places where you can find his project in the show notes below the player of this podcast episode or the player that you happen to be listening to this podcast episode on. Once again, I'd like to thank Christian Fernandez for coming by the Growthcraft Startup Community Podcast. And with that, Tom and I are out. Peace. Each second Thursday at 3.30 p.m. Eastern Time, join GrowthCraft live and in person at Second Thursdays at CIC, located at 1 Broadway, Cambridge, Massachusetts. Located at Kendall Square, CIC features the most engaging entrepreneurial community in the Northeast, right next to MIT and minutes from Harvard University and downtown Boston. With 250,000 square feet of professionally managed, flexible workspace, CIC has every office amenity you could possibly need to scale your startup project. For those of you who are local, or if you're just visiting Boston, GrowthCraft advisors and founders can meet others in our community face-to-face. -face. Join us for an informal social and informational get-together. Meet others, chat with advisors and peers, make connections, and then stay for Venture Cafe, starting at 4.30 p.m. Eastern every second Thursday at CIC. Check out the links to the GrowthCraft website to join us live and in person at Second Thursdays at CIC 
in the show notes below the podcast player you're listening to uh, right now. And thanks. Thanks.